It is Thursday, March 9th, 2023, and you are listening to episode number seven, I think, of This Ain't Iowa, volume two. Wednesday evening because normally this is when you rec- record your flagship podcast Beer Engine but not today because uh my my good friend and your partner Griff if I'm not mistaken is currently in Brazil doing what I can only assume is uh looking at uh thick brown asses so it's me and you today well we do know he likes a full bush so yes thick do we know asses. that i actually I didn't know that. So congrats. you think like a, like a Brazilian? You know what? I knew the second I the second I brought up asses, I knew our special guest with thick asses. I knew our special guest would get involved. Calm down. I'm, I'm not the ass man. I'm not the ass man here. I, <laughs> that, ain't that the truth? Calm down over there, special guest. We'll get to you in just a moment. First, I want to say uh, a very a very happy forty uh, third birthday belated to Tony. Thank you, Tony. I didn't think I would make it, so I'll, I'll take no that. one. Yeah, yet. you you hit the over. <laughs> this is gonna get this is gonna get ridiculous so early on. Uh, how? First of all, give me give me the deets on the celebration. Did uh, what? What was the dinner? What was the cake? What'd you do? No cake. I did ask if I wanted to eat a cake, but like that's just empty calories for me. Cake's not my jam. Everybody knows I'm a deep fried person, so I'd rather That's just have, have a chicken palm for, for dinner over at the new local brewery. That's what I did. Caught up with a few people, had a few drinks, kept it fairly quiet. 43 isn't a big milestone, so you just keep it on the down low. 45, hey, is, 50, they're big milestones. Is is palm like a thing there? Because I've, I've gotten involved in your uh, in your beer engine discord as well just because i'm trying to be a team player and there was like a whole thing about parms is this like a whole deal yes and i i don't know the definition of a palm in america but in australia it's a pretty strict definition it's always a chicken cutlet tomato sauce Mm -hmm. cheese but in between the tomato sauce and the cheese there's always ham it has to have ham to have a trip for a traditional palm and it doesn't (laughs) As usual, you guys managed to somehow cram more salt into something that's already unbelievably salty. Well, listen, happy birthday. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you made it. You hit the over. I know how that goes. Uh, oh, one last thing I wanted to mention before we bring in our guest officially is, you know, I always like to promote what's going on in the Discord. One of the things that happened on the Discord I almost do not promote, Ooh. and that is uh, my, my boy... My boy Y2K posted, did a video dump. Did you see this? Yes. So it was all like, it was all like the, the like uh, all the wiffle ball games from, from Tycon's past. And this is one of those things when you're like a, a guy and you're, you know, in uh, 
you know, you've, you've well past your prime, you're in your 30s, 40s, whatever, and you get involved in sports, in your mind, you're fucking killing it, right? <laughs> like, you look amazing. It's like, I even, and not even past your prime, like, I played club soccer in in uh, college, right? And, uh, and, in, and I was the goalie, and every now and then, like, in my mind, there, you know, I, I could picture myself in slow motion making a save with Van Halen's Love Hurts playing in the yep. background. But in reality, it was just like a fat guy falling over and the ball hit him. Uh, and this was so painful to watch. And it's not like it was edited. This isn't the best of. This is the full goddamn game. And it is atrocious. If you really have nothing to do in a day and you want to check it out, by all means, go and, and check it out. But it is very hard to watch. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're really looking to get depressed. If you're a part of that game, you'll be depressed at what your skills once were and, and what your self-delusion was as well. But also, mm. if you weren't involved in those games, you'll get depressed because it's just a whole bunch of old dudes or middle-aged dudes just failing to even put together a confident game of wiffle ball that's even entertaining. It's... It's actually worse for you because you just you would go and you would watch. Yep. And I can't imagine like at least we were playing. So in our minds, it was a really cool, you know, awesome experience. But to sit and watch two hours of wiffle ball. Anyway, I'm not going to get too deep into it next week uh, when it's just you and I, Tony, uh, where, uh, you know, we, we we've started to do these uh, TAI memories. We're actually going to go through a uh, through a Tycon memory bank Ooh. and talk a little bit about wiffle ball and some of the other uh, Tycon experiences. So that's going to be next week. So we're going to leave that alone. Uh, I will just say a quick uh, welcome to some of the people that, uh, that joined, including uh, Colonel McMars and Mrs. Mars, who just found out that, uh, that Troy passed and they passed along their condolences. And of course our guest for today, the amazing Rando. So play a little music and let's get to him. The world just wants to hear from him. Enough you of you know and me. as Rando, but he could be Spider McGee. Oh, he's got so many names. More than even Y2K. <laughs> Welcome, Rando. Hey. Rando, w- would you like us to call you Rando? Do you have, do you have, listen, we haven't spoken in several years. So do you have something that you like to go by these days? No, Rando's fine. The world knows me as Rando. This world. But you have gone by many names in your life. Yeah, me like me and Moon Knight. We have all these names and all these different characterizations that we have. But we, we it's an identity crisis, is what it is. This, well, clearly, uh, you know, this is this is exciting. It, would it surprise you, Rando, to know that when we announced that we were coming back, and in the first couple episodes, we kind of said, "Hey, well, you know, listen, those of you who are faithful and are sort of stuck with us." What do you want to hear? You know, do you want to hear us talk about old times? You want new times? Is there any guests? Would it surprise you to know that you are our most requested uh, guest to be back on the show? Would that surprise it, you? It would because, okay, you, you know, behind the scenes here, uh, mm-hmm. you, you contacted me about two weeks ago on the, on the Facebook and, and said, you know, we're bringing back the show. Um we want to have you on. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic because they're bringing back the show and they want to have me on their very first episode. It's going to be great. It'll be a reunion. <laughs> I, I didn't know about, I didn't know about Troy. I didn't know about any of this stuff. And, and uh, so, so I look, I look it up and I look at TAI and it's like, if not found, it's like, I, so I had to like look on, on the, on the Twitter and, and see that the show had already been going for like six weeks. 
So I had to like download <laughs> all those and listen to all of them at one time. And then I got Mofobes as tie tie story again and all. That. Anyway, uh, you know, great. Uh, re, you know, we're bringing back the the old memories, old times. And uh, I thought, well, okay, they had me on episode seven. All right, all right. So I listened so, to all of those in one day at work. Yeah. one night at work. Well, before we get into your work, because of course that's uh, that's always been an interesting uh, point Ooh, for for everyone. But, but let me. Uh, so just just to recap, at first you were like, "Oh my gosh, they're bringing the show back! I'm so honored to be back on." And then when you found on that you found out you're on episode seven instead of one, you immediately became a little bit irritated. No, no, it's just that I I didn't know who who could have known who I never thought this show was going to come back. I didn't either. To be Maybe fair, didn't I didn't wait. either. No. Uh, but I will say, Rando, it's not like you're the seventh guest. We haven't had a guest every episode. I've done a couple of individual episodes. We're not going to call Phobes a guest, for fuck's sake. So you're, after, was, you're only after Patch and Kenny, and they're only good as a duo. So you're our first individual mm. guest. Good point. And I was I was really, you know, very sad to hear about Troy. And, and uh, you know, I was like, that, that hurt. Because I didn't know him, right? I never met him. Uh, he probably didn't know of my existence uh but and you know that's fine but uh look okay troy lived his life and he he's a legend and he he, he did what he wanted to do okay and, and according to all the stories i've heard and everything and he was like uh you know screw you i'm gonna live my life the way i want to live it i i am shocked uh shocked that Mm, but he's okay. the, he's the only one yeah. that's no longer with us okay because we don't, we don't yeah we don't know that for sure but as far as regulars yeah he's he's okay. the, uh, he's the first that we know about because sure. he 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 adhered religiously as as he could and followed the degenerate lifestyle that that you guys preached for for all those years and either either the rest of the listenership uh it is not following it close enough or just doesn't know how to do it right because they're still around. That's, That's what true. He, you know what? That's a fair point. I think you can, you can make up, even though he came along later on in the, a little bit later down the road in the show's history, you could make a point that no one truly embraced their inner degenerate quite like but, him because he didn't give a fuck. My favorite thing about, uh, about Troy, and, and we, I mentioned this in the little memorial that we did about him back in the day was, uh, I, I asked him once if, like, he ever went to the doctor, and he told me no. And his reason for not going was, he's like, "Well, what's a doctor going to tell me that uh, I should lose weight? That I, sh- you know, that I drink too much? I already know that." Yep. And uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I mean, on the one hand, that's insane, you know, logic, uh, an insane logic. But on the other hand, he's not wrong. So it's like he doesn't need to be told that the things he's doing are, are maybe not the best for him. He already knows that. He has just made the choice that this is how he is going to live his particular life. And I, in, in some ways, I guess that there, there's a beauty to that. You know, he lived it the way he wanted to live it. I wish he had lived more of it. But uh, but you're 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 correct, Rando. No one quite embraced their indigent degenerate like like uh, like Troy did. And exactly, and in the spirit of taking it too far, which is what I'm apt to do, uh, if there is a, a, a uh, religious figure uh, that can be, you know, a, a leader 
that can be gleaned from this, it's Troy Bohonk. He died for you. He died for all of us. You know, doing what we should be doing. <laughs> Jesus, okay, thank listen, Christ, I'm an atheist. Well, there I mean, you go. Listen, I'll I'll gladly be the uh, the 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 Joel Olstein of the of the Church oh, of Bohunk. That guy's doing great. Although, can you really be the Joel Olstein of this church? Like, there's a guy that knows how to scam his way and make the most out of like people's vulnerabilities. That's phobes. You don't really stand a chance. Yes, <laughs> that's a good point. But he'd bury me. Olstein. He'd bury me. Yep. You're right. At some point, I would feel insanely guilty, and uh, and something would give. But you're right. You know, you're that's a that's a solid point. So listen, Rando. But this yeah. is not about. This is not even about us or about Troy. This is about you. I mean, people people want to hear. You know how how you've been. First of all, before we even get into the details of of what the last ten years has looked like for you, why do you think the TAI world has been so taken with you uh, for so long? You- Okay, uh, you have you ever did you ever watch Taxi? Sure, of course, yeah. Okay, first season Taxi, good show, a few yucks, a few laughs. Okay, and they had luck, uh, you know that was great. Everybody was it was all uh-huh. okay. Next mm-hmm. season though, season two, Randall Carver who who had been on the show left to start a film career, and you've not heard of him since. Okay. Sure. But he was replaced by uh, by Reverend Jim, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher who, Lloyd, sure. Who was the one of the most insane characters ever presented to a national TV audience, and and, and he he made he set that show on fire. He everything Christopher Lloyd has ever done he was a zany breakout character that that everyone instantly loved, and and it's just the way. He, he did business. Uh, you know, um, I'm not saying I'm that guy, but every every show needs to have a crazy, <laughs> a crazy character. And, you know, and it's a character. It's not the real person. <laughs> but everybody loves that, that character. Well, could okay. I bring it uh, into something a little bit more modern than Taxi for our listeners? Wait, before, before, before you do that, Tony, I want to let you have that thought. But can I just really quickly just talk to Tony on, on the side for a moment? Okay. He didn't. He didn't know I was going to ask him that question. The and he had fucking. He had Christopher Lloyd in his back pocket. He had the seasons. Yep. He had the fucking actor from season. I didn't. I watched Taxi as a kid. I watched Nick at Night, but I didn't know all this shit. Randall just fucking had it. Yep. He had it at a moment's notice. This all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead and. Yeah, he's. Go ahead. Do do your thing now, Tony. Sorry. Well, it was just a very quick analogy, like. Taxi, okay, if you watch Nick at Night, maybe you're familiar with it. But for our fans who are under 55, I was just thinking, it's more like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Rando is the Danny DeVito character. He was a big actor coming mm. into it, but he made the show. Rando was big before he got involved with us. Same principle because the first season, Danny DeVito wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a struggling show, but he was, he was one of the producers of the show. He wanted to save it. He came in there and and uh, made the show. All right. I feel like, and, I feel like he's angling for us to pay him now. No, <laughs> no. no. I feel, uh, well, everybody about everybody it. talks about the travesty and the the horror that was that '80s show, right? 
and how it failed. It failed instantly. And to be, maybe, to be fair, to be fair, Rando, literally no one has ever talked about that in show see, in any capacity. Here's the but thing: yeah, is we owe we're talking about. We owe everything to this horrible show because the main <laughs> the main guy from that '80s show had it succeeded and continued to several seasons would not have started. It's always sunny. That is fair. You're right. I forgot that uh, that was Glenn Howerton, right? He was yep. the uh, he was believe, the original. I believe so. It's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Howerton. Wow. Wow. All right. So let's let's kind of let's start with with what are you doing now? You know, it's funny. So I uh, every every week when we do the show, or every you know whenever we do the show, I always have like a, a little list of show notes, and I kind of leave them on the counter downstairs until I'm ready to come up and, and record. And my wife will come by and she'll look at it and she'll be like, oh, who are you having on? What are you going to talk about? And she'll look at the list. And so she asked, like, who are you going to have on today? And I mentioned Rando. And I'm thinking, like, she's not going to know who you are. Like, she wasn't, you know, a, a devout listener or anything. So I'm thinking she won't know who Rando is. And the second I'm like, oh, well, yeah, we're having Rando on. And she's like, oh, yeah, that Arby's guy. <laughs> you single-handedly ruined. She's not a big fast food person to begin with, but you ruined Arby's for her. Because when she found out that that roast beef <laughs> that comes to the to the store in like a weird liquidy gel and then somehow turns into roast beef, once she heard that, she could never go back. She was too freaked out. Is there so, Arby's in Vegas anymore? There, I, there are. There are a couple of Arby's in Vegas, not in the more uh, new, not, not the, the newer parts of town. I'm going to say that in the older the, parts of Vegas, there are still some, uh, some the, the ones I worked at. One of them last I heard was a Mexican restaurant and one of them was a parking lot. Okay. Yeah, no, there's not a lot. There's not, I can think of maybe two and that's about it. So let me, uh, let me ask you right now. Uh, are, are you, uh, are you, you, are you an employed guy? And I know you don't like to talk specifically about where you're employed, but if you are kind of, what, what are you doing these days? Well, I uh, I have gone. I've, I have repeatedly returned to a, a job that I held in the past. Uh, it's a, a clown-based fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And there's two of them. There's two different national ones, so you get to choose which one. Uh, I, any, I know. And and uh, simply because I'm in a small town. Uh, 120 miles north of, of Houston on Highway 59, which is turning into I-69, by the way. No joke. <laughs> wow. Who, who named that? Like a junior high boy in I, charge of I, naming that highway? I don't know. But, but they're, uh, that job is in, is in Dybal, where I, where I live. Okay. If I want to work somewhere else, it's, it's, it's a 10 miles north and to, uh, to Lufkin, which is, you know, larger but it's 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 a hassle in my opinion to drive that because it's now insane traffic and i really hate driving the, the main highway when they're bypassing my town so I'm, i can't wait for that and and so i've repeatedly worked at this job for on and off for a good 10 years and and uh it's it's a job and i'm not i don't I don't really care where I work. This is, this is, it is not, my job is not my life. My job does not define me. I, I work kind of out of spite uh, against my, my employers. I'm just kind of there 
just for the sheer hate and to test my level of uh, tolerance. Wow, so you are still working at the at, then at the clown based fast food restaurant. What's your, yes. what's your position? I think last time we were you were the grill guy. Are you still the grill guy? I, I'm still the grill guy, and I've I turned down repeated offers to move up because I know having been in management, um, you I didn't have to deal with the customers. I, that's I, not for you. That's that's I, not you're you're not the guy that needs to be either on the headset or at the register because or, or, or dealing with complaints. That is not your right, suit because I would be fired tomorrow. OK, <laughs> and, and because I don't want to put up with these people, because these people that come in, in this restaurant, in my opinion, having worked in many, many large cities and many fast food places, these are the worst customers mm-hmm. that you will get in a fast food. And that's something I've, I've never, I've never fully understood that now, because for me, uh, you know, and, and I, uh, in my, my, my later years here, I have not been a big fast food guy, but I certainly was for most of my life, particularly, you know, when I was doing standup, uh, you know, fast food was the only thing that was open in some of these cities that I work in. So I've I've been a fast food customer, but I have always put fast food in its proper context, right? I'm going to order this. It's not going to be good for me. It might not even be that good, period, but it's going to be uh, just a few dollars and uh, it will definitely fill me up. And that's the the goal. But I, I have found out over time that not all people view fast food in that same way. No. Some people take that shit way too seriously. Yep. There are people that come in there every night <laughs> and with their kids and they feed their kids this every night. And, and you're, I am not, I'm not a, a cook. I'm not a grill person. What I am doing I've come to realize is I'm a, a, a care worker and I'm assisting, <laughs> a, I'm assisting in long-term suicide. Okay. You're That's like, what yeah. I'm doing. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, what he, I'm that guy that, uh, what is that? He wrote the thing brief. I know what you people, mean. The final exit guy, that guy. You know what I'm, I'm talking about, right, Tony? What was that doctor's name? The guy that believed in the assisted suicide? Oh. <sighs> I forget he's I, – I can name the one in Australia, but uh, I, I don't know the American one. Ah, I shit. I can't believe I don't remember the guy's name. I, I'm, it'll, it'll, it'll randomly come to me. It's, it's not a good just, name. I'll yell, it into the, I'll yell it into the microphone. I'm sure people are listening to this point. yelling it right now. No. <laughs> he gets uh, extra points for, for the naming the guy. So. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, I, so, wow. So, you're still doing it. And I have to tell you, uh, I have – I have not been to that restaurant in quite a while. However, I have two that kind of, you know, that are in the vicinity of my house, depending on which way I'm going home, I will pass it. And much like when we spoke, you know, a decade almost ago, uh, they still don't seem to have a handle on exactly what it is that they do because that menu changes. Uh, Ridiculously, my most favorite thing, and I only I only know how big of bullshit this is because, you know, I now have a full family of three kids and I shop at Costco. But you guys now serve like a bucket of mini tacos. And I know yeah. those mini tacos because I buy the mini tacos at 
Costco. <laughs> I buy a bag of them and I'll, uh, you know, I'll microwave them or put them in the oven, depending on how much time I have to get everybody calmed down. But you guys are now serving that as a menu item and like throwing right. some fucking sauce and cheese on top of a bucket of the mini tacos. It's it's madness. Well, we we have what is called a, a munchie box, munchie meal box. And uh-huh. and it is specifically aimed at people who are drunk or high. It has to be because here here is your here's your sandwich, okay? The most popular one is has a, a spicy a fried spicy chicken, uh, two onion rings on top of that, and and a cheese sauce with jalapenos poured poured over that. And Kevorkian, Doctor Kevorkian. Yeah, Sorry, it just right. popped into my. That was it. It just popped into my head. I knew I could think of it if I run. just if I just took a second. It just it took a second, but it hit me. All right, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. And, uh, and it, so, yeah, it's awesome. on a it's on a sourdough it's on sourdough bread, grilled sourdough bread. There's two tacos with it for some reason, and, and a mix of curly and straight fries, and it's like eight bucks or something. You get a drink with it, but uh, you. The person not only eating this has to be completely high, but the person that thought of it had to be on some sort of LSD or mind-altering substance because no one would have put that together. Really? Not, not, a, the, not a sane person. Well, the thing that I used to love about it, Tony, uh, if I can, yeah. uh, as again, as a guy that, you know, in, in high school and then later on as, as a touring comic, the thing I used to love about this restaurant specifically over all the others is you could convince yourself. Yes. That you weren't being that gross, right? I'm like, I'm just going to get, you know, because everything was sort of packaged in a way that made it feel like, well, this is just a normal meal. This is just a meal. Right. Obviously, two tacos for one dollar. That's a side dish. Otherwise, why would it be one dollar? Right. So you end up getting so many disgusting calories crammed together for such a small amount of money that you could somehow convince yourself you were just eating normally when, in fact, you are going to die so soon. Yeah. The only thing I would say, Rando, is I think it's 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 brilliant fast food marketing because the only thing that this chain has in its favour is the sourdough. So that that's a given. That's really their identity. If we're going to talk that they have an identity at all, it's the fact that they use <laughs> Let's sourdough. Get down. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they're stealing the best from every other menu, which is what they do always. We know this about them. We all the time. True. It's the $5 um, Hardy's cheeseburger. That's what they've really stolen. Um, And everybody knows that the runny cheese at a fast food place is consistently gross. But if you're like me, I can't resist it. Put jalapenos in it. I'm right there. You know this isn't good for you. You know it's terrible. But you know it's going to have the highest amount of salt, therefore be the tastiest thing on the menu. Right. Well, everything... Everything we have, we have about 10 ingredients in the store. And everything we have is a reshuffling, a reshuffling of all those ingredients into some combination. But there must be something about this place in particular that keeps driving you back. Because listen, at this point, you've you've gotten you you you've you've put the years in. You could and, and you're not interested in necessarily moving up the, the food chain, so to speak. So not there. you not could there. work you could work at any of these places and probably better places so I, what what makes it what makes this place the one that continually draws you in 
I have I have applied to other places. I have temporarily left. I've gone to other places. I went to, to went to work at Whataburger. Mm. And there and I don't know if you've ever eaten at a Whataburger. I have. Very, very high quality standard of food. And here's the deal. Okay. Um I they're they're Nazis. They're literally every little thing. Bye. By Nazis, you mean that they like uh, adhere to to uh, health code violations, or what does Nazi they, mean they to you? Because I've eaten a, a religion that... just because they want to do that. What's the deal, Rando? Well, not literal, good. not literal Nazis. We'll call them the like well, the, no, the. No, you said literal Nazis. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that in America, Nazis no longer mean Nazis. Nazis means anyone who doesn't do what you believe. That's oh, what I, I can't wait now. to get to that part of this conversation. Okay, oh, you're not uh, wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Everybody, okay. everybody throws the word Nazi around too a little too leniently these days. The, the word has lost its impact. It's like calling somebody a racist. I'm like, and you know, it, it, <laughs> maybe, uh, but but. Every little thing, okay? Because I worked there a couple uh, a couple of days actually, and and I'm like every every firstly everything, and I was in training, and, and I was doing everything they told me to do, and I was really I was really trying. I want to make an effort because it was a whole dollar more than I was making at the other job, right? Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, you know, and at the end of a hot day. I, I'm. Uh, I, I took the trash out. I so I swept the back, and I'm like, and I'm getting ready to go clock out. I'm gonna take my head, wipe my forehead, and the the assistant manager there says, "You don't take your hat off. You never take your hat off." Mm. And you're it, not. You're not willing to put up with that bullshit for an extra well, dollar well, an hour. What else don't you do? I mean, you you gotta when you go in there, you gotta surrender your cell phone. You gotta, you gotta put it up there on on the counter where where you know no one can touch them, no one can make an emergency, make or take an emergency call ever, and and, and there's a lot of a lot of little rules that at my other job, I pretty much do what I want to do. I mean, I, I do the I do the food, you know, and I take the orders. But I pretty much do whatever I want to do. I use my phone. I, I listen to podcasts all night. Uh, on my earbuds, I'm like it's 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 an easy. So thing. so you so so you view perhaps maybe having a little bit more of a strict, uh, you know, code at your office, um, even though maybe it is just fast food. Uh, you 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 view that as a as a detriment. You don't see potential positives in that. You only see it as like listen. This job's kind of bullshit to begin with. Why do you have to break my balls more so than it already is? Is that I don't, kind of where I don't you want are to with be, it? I don't want to be kept down, man. And you and your fascist regime, your rules. I don't like it. <laughs> I got to be free. I love that that's exactly, like, in my mind, that's literally exactly the thought that goes through your head. And I kind of love that about you, man. Well, this other job, I mean, it's closer to home. And, I, you know, and I'm still, you know, I'm here. My mom is 84, about to turn 84 years old. And she's doing good. She's hanging in there, right? Yeah. She's probably in better health than I am, to be honest with you. 
and, and, and you know, she's doing good, but I'm, I'm helping her out because she's on a walker, and I, I buy all her groceries, and I do all the laundry and everything because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make up for the the, the decades of just being the, the asshole that that I that I was when my when I was a kid and I was here and my dad was alive, you know, I, I'm trying to get some kind of what do you call it redemption arc for that all that terrible things I ever did. So you know, but that's I'm trying to trying to keep keep things moving here. I, and I respect that about you uh, because you've been a free spirit. I kind of want to talk about about you know you're you're moving and and that in in a minute, but. You know, it's so interesting that that you mentioned that because, you know, obviously you've chosen to live your life in a way that may seem unconventional to many. So I kind of want to know, like, what's what's a day for you? Obviously, you know, you put in a full day's work at, at your job, but like, what's the rest of your day? Like, are, are, are you cooking meals at home? Do you go out to eat? Like, how do you feel the rest of the 16 hours? All right. I guess you sleep for some of that, but the rest of a the time of that you're it. not at work. Yeah, the rest of the time that you're not at work, what does that look like for you? What are you up to? Well, it, it varies, but I generally I go to work about 4 p.m. Okay. And I, I'm there, and it's just five nights a week. I'm there until sometimes 1 a.m. Uh, you know, and I'm closing up the place. I'm like, I set the alarm when I leave and all that and make sure everything's everything's good. And uh, I, yeah, I come home and you don't go to sleep right away. Right, because it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Uh, So sometimes I'm up till five, six a.m. Sometimes, yeah. So let's talk about that. So what what, do do you take food home from the restaurant, or do you cook when you get home? What what do you, you know? I I don't. I don't think. I don't feel like you're like a big drinker, if I if I recall correctly. So I don't imagine that you you make a cocktail and unwind. What what does that look like for you? The one to six a.m. shift. Uh, well, I, I wish I could drink, but that's that's a side effect of, of the um, the medicine they have me on the high blood pressure and diabetes medicine that I'm on. It's like it's a waste if I drink a beer. I'm drunk halfway through the beer because mm. my tolerance is so low. I'm like, why even drink if you can't drink the whole beer? Uh, sure, you know it's disappointing because I love beer. Um, and and, and any, any much less harder liquor can't do it. Uh, but I'll, I'll be up, uh, you know, there's the internet and I, Oh, sure. Yeah. That'll do it. Well, well, yeah. And I, I, I attempt to write things and I, I, I am on a, am on a, uh, what, what do they call those things? A writer's block, but whatever excuse it is that people say when they don't want to write, that's mm-hmm. what I do. Sure. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, weirdly, it coincides with with a, a lot of uh, things that I watch on the internet late at night. It's it's amazing how how these other things fill that time. Yeah, it is weird. So before we get into those things, what, so what'd you have for dinner tonight? Tonight was a night off. What'd you have for dinner? I'm very uh, curious about your life. Very curious. Earlier, when I went to buy groceries, I uh, I went to Taco Bell for some Mexican eating. Okay. And 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 uh, what's your and, order? And it was like the five dollar thing, whatever. It was like taco and uh, you know the the, the, like the diet, box, whatever the, the yeah $5 the diet box, which they don't even serve you in a box, and that's that sucks. Uh, 
if it's okay. for here, if it's for here, you, you don't you don't get the bucks, right? Interesting. So bags, yeah, sure. you, you know, put on a tray and they're like, here you go, Joe. And I never give them my room stuff. So mm. That's fine. I say, I say I'm Joe C. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, and later, since I went to buy groceries, I bought myself some uh, chunky uh, chunky stew with the, the potatoes and uh, steak and potatoes, which is my favorite one. And that's what I really Okay. So even so even though you won't eat from your particular fast food restaurant, you're still a you're still a patron of the fast food arts. Uh, yeah, and it's weird because I uh, when I was there and this is 10 miles from here and one of my regular customers uh, came in there and ordered food uh, and and was like, "Oh, well, yeah, you're you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be at the other place." I'm like, "I'm not getting anywhere near that place in my table, man." And I nothing um, to do with it. I mean, Tony, is this weird to you? Is it weird to you to think that, like, I don't know, maybe I just have a different relationship with fast food, even when I used to eat it more regularly. The fact that, like, there's people that go every day or so often that they recognize the grill cook. Yeah. It's not, he's not the guy working the register. No. Like, they recognize the grill guy if he's eating at another place. This is insanity to me. Yeah, this is treating a fast food joint like a, a a bar, like Cheers, where everybody knows your name. But it's a fast food place. People shouldn't know your name. You should just be Ever. a number to people. And mm-hmm. I, I understand people, because it's cheap and it's easy, people are either money poor or time poor or, or often both. So fast food hits that spot. And it also gives people a place to have company. It's not genuine company, but there are people in the restaurant, whether that be um, other paying customers mm-hmm. or more than likely people like Rando that are forced to be there for their paycheck. So it gives them a sense of community that they don't really have. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's this is going down a very dark, sad rabbit hole that I wasn't uh, intending it question. to go. So, but no, not- I'm not. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. I, I guess I just didn't. And all the times I've talked to Rando, and all the times I've eaten in fast food, it just never occurred to me that this was like a regular, like you know, like diner or corner bar to a great many people, Rando. But it, it's not that bad. And and here's the thing. I, I, you know, at night, you know, I get my thoughts, and a lot of things come to me, and it's it's to get more philosophical probably much more than i should on this show uh mm-hmm. I, okay my life is different than than your life than tony's sure. life everyone's life is different and we don't know what we don't know we don't have the life that other people have and we have no way of knowing how they live so it's it's like it's like, as Kamala Harris says, there's significance to the passage of time, right? Like when wow. you're, when I was you're, not when expecting you're, a Kamala. When you're, when you're, when you're quote, born, yeah. and I have another Kamala Harris note that I'll make later, but when you're born, okay, uh, okay, this baby is born and the baby dies after one day, okay, that's extremely sad happens sure it does happen okay but this baby his entire life was one day 
Okay, all he knew was what happened in that one day. The baby lives two days. Each day is 50% of his life. Each day you live longer is a, a smaller percentage of your life. And so, but your entire life, you, you like if you live to be 100 years old, that's why the days seem to pass more quickly as you grow older, because each day is a smaller percentage of your life. Sure. As, as it passes. Okay, but and you're not you're not guaranteed to live a long life, but to you it is a long life because it's the only life that you know. That you you, you don't get a guaranteed a, a long life, you get guaranteed a life. So whatever life you live, you live, and that's it. That's all you ever know. So is this, I guess the take the takeaway here is find the biggest hits you can on the internet. Exactly. And have a good time. Yeah, I think that's, I got it. That's weird. I think I think I finally figured you out in this one small conversation. Listen, before we get into tips, you know that we're always going to have boob talk when of you and course. I are together. But exactly. let's uh, let's but let's back it up. All right. So you're living back in in your in your home of Texas. You're taking care of your mom. I think that that is admirable. Now you have traveled many places in your life and you always seem to end up back there so give me an idea over the last 10 years like have you pretty much been stationary or have you have you tried a few different locales um in the last 10 years i mean i tried reno and i think i may have sent you an email uh, explaining the reno situation which things oh, went yeah. things went poorly things went weird okay and it was at the time when reno was having the worst uh job crisis in the last like 30 years and I, cool. yes and and i don't know how much of that you're comfortable talking about but just talk a little bit about how why you got to reno and maybe why you left reno and whatever terms you're comfortable it was an ex-girlfriend and mm -hmm. and uh i had lived with her actually in in vegas I lived with her. and um she somehow she somehow had this idea even though she had married this other guy she had somehow had the idea that maybe I could come to Reno and get a job there, even though it's, there are no jobs. Okay. So she was. So first of all, first of all, she was married. Second of all, she said, "Hey, come get a job, even though there's no jobs." Well, and well, you I, said, knowing both of those things, yeah, let's, I'll give it a shot. I wanted to try Reno. I, I heard heard such great things about it. From where? There's no, no one's ever said a good thing about Reno. But okay, and, go ahead. But and and I get there, and I was you know perfectly willing to try different things. Um, it, it's it was not. I like I really liked Reno. I really liked it, and thought well, you know, under normal circumstances, I could I could make a life here, but it was not. The, a good situation. It was not, you know, I felt I, I was never going to escape this, this person. Okay. And I didn't live with her there. I just, uh, had, had to, had to get away from her because as I figured, as long as she lived there, I'm not going to want to live with her. And, and you're I, nobody's, you're nobody's side piece. Am I right? Rando, you're either I, the main man or you're no man at all. I, I suppose I think she wanted more from me, and I'm like, well, you're kind of married. You're kind of 
Okay, so let me re-rephrase that. You're only a side piece. You're no main man at all. Is that correct? I, 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 don't, I, don't, know, I don't know what I am. But uh, the thing about her is uh, a couple of years ago, she, still living in Reno, still married to this guy, emails me and says, there's something wrong with me. I something, <laughs> there's, something, there's something wrong with, with my head. My, my husband doesn't understand it. The doctors can't figure out what it is. And uh, I, I keep losing my memory. And, and uh, I'm like, well, I hope you feel better. There's not much I could do about it. And then she emails me again and says, leave me alone. Okay. And, and, and uh, I, I didn't do anything. And she's the type of person that would constantly change her email, her Facebook identity. One time she had a Facebook account and I was her only friend and it was a mm. fake name. And it was just so that she could communicate with me back and forth. And, and uh, it, it was nuts. And she was the one who, who of course claimed to have eight different personalities or whatever. And, you know, I, I know how to pick them. Okay. I don't say I don't know how to pick them because I do. And and then she she deleted me from her email, uh, from her Facebook, and the email didn't work, and everything bounced. And like, and about a year later, I changed my email. So if she wanted to contact me, that would be literally impossible. So she's alive or dead or who knows? I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't listen. I don't know the details of the situation, but. It sounds to me like she might have been your soulmate. Like it sounds like you guys might have been broken in like the exact same way. She, she, we had our had our moments, uh, but look, I I don't know how big you like them. Um, <laughs> what a great beginning of a sentence. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, but. I think she had just lost weight when when we met, and she was like three ninety. Here's a big girl. She was a oh, big, big. Girl. So, so you're what you're telling me is that because I, I, I over the years you and I have gone you know over some names, and I've I have always anyone anyone you recommend I always check out because I believe there is a Venn diagram and there is a part in the middle where you and I are the same, but. Then there's some extremes where we certainly differ. So you're telling me that she had risen to a point that you were like, enough is enough. Well, if well, she 400 pounds is not for me. If her low point is 390, bear in mind, I've never reached 390. Right. Not even close. Troy, I don't think Troy, Troy wasn't close to 390. No. And, uh, he was a big, big boy. I, I'm not close to 390. I, I'm, I'm heavy, okay, and, sure. and I'm, I'm like 230. I, I'm, I'm not any. I've never been. When I was in high school, I was at my heaviest, and I was about 260 pounds. Okay, that I'd never approached that, right? Any, but I've, I've lived with a several, I'd say, a handful of, of females who, who top three. 300 pounds, easy. And then I'd say like five of them, I think. But, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a fucking, that's almost a ton. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't, and you don't mind that you've, you've been open about that in the past. You don't mind a heavier gal. 
our, our tastes change as we as we grow older. Um, I agree. You know, and there are different things in, in women, and you. Yeah, obviously, I'm looking for personality. Um, you know, obviously, the the physical things don't don't matter to me because I'm an evolved uh, being, and, and uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe it's boobs. Maybe I, I don't know. Who, who am I to say? Anybody? But, yeah, it's yeah. Real, it's a real fluid situation with you. Yeah. All right. So, so she had, uh, so one was her being a little bit, uh, maybe not altogether mentally. And then the other hand, uh, it was also her gaining weight to a point that even you were like, listen, you got to know when to say when. I am no longer comfortable with the, with this yeah, situation. And so you had to, so you had to leave the state. Even that didn't bother me. It's just that okay. she, she, she was. <laughs> I can live with it. I can deal with it. But she, she just was, yeah, out there. She was, by my standards, was was too much. I I've had, what's her name? <laughs> this this chick I was looking with in, in there in Minneapolis, uh, who who decided it was a good time to to go off her uh, permits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> And and I by that time I had moved to a air mattress in the living room, and, and uh, just woke up and well she was just kind of kicking me in the side, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because she was crazy. I don't sure. know, but this yeah. was a different different girl. As usual, like you and I were. I, I mean, if a few things broke differently, I feel like you and I uh, were not too different. I like boobs, but you just you take a little too far. I like someone with a, a little bit of mental illness, but once again, you take a little too far. I don't. I don't want to be kicked in the ribs as I'm sleeping on the floor in the living room. So I guess that's just kind of where it is. So all of those things, you, the Reno situation didn't work out. So you had to move back to Texas. And have you been there since, or was were, were there any other uh, forays no, out into other places? Because you'll recall the the la- one of the last the last time we spoke, it had to be. Was when you did a, a episode in 2015. That's what and, I do. And I was in, and I was in Vegas back in Vegas. That's right, of course, yeah. And it was hard luck. It was a weird because I'd gone there um, looking for a job and had a job interview, and uh, I, I, for some reason, I got uh, Bell's palsy. I, yeah, I, do rem- I do I remember got, that. I got yeah. this attack of Bell's palsy, facial paralysis. At first, I thought it was a stroke. Well, I had to test everything. I knew I was. it wasn't a stroke. I didn't go to the doctor. I just knew it because of the, you know, you can touch your nose and all that. But, um, and uh, was not really able to make that appointment for the job interview. Was not able to really look for a job for like two weeks. And I'm like, I'm going to run out of money. So I came back to Texas. And Am I it was- crazy in, in thinking that, or are most people crazy in thinking that fast food is an incredibly uh, easy job to get? Because I think, that's, I think that's what most people assume. 
like, yeah, listen, if you don't have, if you can't get a job anywhere else, you can always get a job in fast food. But the way you make it sound is it's not quite as, as a gimme, as much of a gimme as, uh, as some people would have you believe. Well, and well, I think you've got to understand Rando's point of view as well. He doesn't, he's not starting out as a base grill cook. He's, he wants to, I'm sure, has to dictate some of his hours. This is not some pimply 15-year-old. This is if, a man. If I, if I see, listen, if I'm running a fast food establishment, tell yes. me, and, and a resume, do you fill out a resume, Rando, when you go to these places? Is that like what, or do you just show up? What's, what's the normal first step? Well, usually you have to have some kind of record of where you've worked and everything, so I try to right. print, print something out. So, yeah, so if you submit to a fast food restaurant a resume that has two-plus decades of fast food experience, how are you just not automatically given the job? Well, this was 2015. Now, I'm, nobody wants to work. We're hiring people who don't want to work, who don't show up for work, who have just come fresh out of prison. Okay, we're hiring all these people because we have no one coming in. Okay, sure. they're hiring people that have worked there before twice and have stolen from the place. Wow, and they're, that's they're still hiring. Sad. They're still yeah. hiring them because they don't get no budget. Biden, am I right? Getting, <laughs> don't, getting this Tony, under control. Tony, we're not, we're not, Biden. we're not ready. We're not ready for that part of this conversation yet, Tony. We'll okay. get there. I know Rando's got some thoughts, but okay. I, let's just wrap up this part of it. So you were in Vegas. You got Bell's palsy the day you were supposed to get go for a job interview. So you you couldn't make the interview. So at that point, you just decided what I, in that moment. I decided buy a bus ticket and come back here because I couldn't. I. It was. It took almost two weeks for even the the Bell's palsy to clear. I'm like, uh, you know, and and the thing about Vegas, which I don't have to tell you, is is that things change rather quickly. And so I'd been out of Vegas for six years when I went back there, and nobody knew me. <laughs> All my friends were nowhere gone. Okay. Uh, the places that I worked before that kind of screwed over when I left, they didn't want to hire me. Uh, I was like, it, it, it's, and this was, this was, see, I didn't even recognize Vegas after six years. Okay. I can't imagine how much it has changed since then. Sure. Uh, because they don't give a damn. I'm like, uh, Riviera bulldoze it. Uh, Stardust yeah, that's, that's been a wrecking while, bowl. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. So, like, no sentimentality, no, no real permanent friends. Um, he, he, I mean, there was no nothing there for me. There was nothing left. Okay, and and not even uh, you didn't even have any friends at the uh, at the Siena Suites where you uh, famously resided. <laughs> Siegel Seagull Suites. Seagulls. No, the, me. wait. Sienna, wait I this was. I didn't mean to was, talk upscale to you. Sorry. Because when Seagulls. I lived there before, it was the. Uh, I lived at the Sportsman's Royal Menu. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Which I still pass. I still pass the uh, the graveyard of the Sportsman's Manor on Boulder Highway every now. Is and that then. is that is that still there? Or gone? Uh, there? It, I think it actually has been uh, absorbed by one of the uh, the ba- the major uh, corporations and turned mm-hmm. into a uh, like a seagull or a sienna. Then it's got to uh, be better. 
Yeah, I, I would imagine that it is. All right, so so you're back there. You then and, and are you sort of content? Like I don't know exactly how old you are at this point. I, I if 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 I were to guess, I would say the first digit of your age is a five. Yeah. So so at this point, are, at this point, are you just content? Like this is where you are. This is where you're going to stay. You're just going to kind of create a life that works for you within these confines moving forward. Yeah. Are you I done believe, traveling? I believe Tony hit Tony nailed it earlier. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I can see, you know, what is it? Sure. I, I, I don't think that I would attempt to, to live there. I don't see the reason because I, I obviously, I've never been a gambler. I'm a degenerate, of course, in different ways, but I've never been a gambler. I've never been, uh, you know, the kind of party on that guy. I, I can't drink. Uh, you know, enough to, to make a difference. Um, I don't use all the drugs that you guys do. Man, what is sure. the point? What is the point? Um, you know, I don't, I don't go to strip clubs. Well, so um, why are you coming back to visit? I don't understand why you would come back to visit then. What's, hey, the, that's, what's that's, the allure? That's the point. Why? Why do it? Sure. Sure. Uh, All right. Well, listen. But why so, not pick so, another go place? Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, why not pick another place? Why not Florida? It doesn't have to be Miami. Why not an Orlando or a Melbourne or a place like that? Why always back to Vegas or the Nevada region? Well, I, this is. I mean, this is. This is fine. I mean, because you. You don't. There aren't a lot of places to. Places, you know. I know. Ryan lived in, in New York and all that. But outside of New York or Vegas, every place is basically the same. I, I mean, actually, Tony, I got to disagree with you. I think he's right where he belongs. I think he fucking nailed it. Well, I think I'm just he's, saying, if he wants he's to, in a, the right spot. Yeah, I, I don't agree that every place is the same. I, I believe, yes, a lot of middle America is the same. But like Portland, Oregon is different to hey. humble Texas. Very uh, don't I wouldn't, where it's like Portland around. You know, I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go near Portland, Oregon. Well, we know. Um, we know. You can't say every place is the same other than Vegas and New York. They're very different. Well, Portland, you might not want to live there, but they are different. Portland, so, Portland's so, a bunch of hippies. Right? I wouldn't live with hippies. <laughs> well, All right. You, you know what? This is actually... Mobile, Alabama. This is an... I lived in Alabama. Um, of course he did. My, my brother uh, lived, well, of course, my brother passed away about three years ago. He, uh, he had, well, he'd had a stroke and he, he was always smoking. Anyway, and he'd had a stroke and he didn't die from the COVID. He, he I, no, just never recovered from the stroke after about four years. But uh, this, he, he lived in, in um, Tallahassee, Alabama. And this was about 30 miles from Montgomery. And it's a nice little place. Uh, this was at the time right before I came to uh, right before I came to Vegas, and yeah, my girlfriend, yeah, that I talked about before there, uh, she mm-hmm. she was tagging along with me because she'd come from Minneapolis with me to Alabama, and and uh, she didn't get along with uh, my my brother's uh, wife. They did they didn't didn't get along well at all. And so I, I had to ship her off. <laughs> had to ship her off. Uh, she she came to live here for a while when I wasn't here, and and then we we 
met again back in, in Vegas, but she didn't get along. And I, I mean, I'm glad I went to Vegas, but I, I could have stayed in Alabama in Tallahassee. It's beautiful. I could have stayed there the rest of my life and liked it. It was quiet and nothing going on other than the occasional hurricane. And, and I, I could have been there now. I could have, I, I had a, a, a temporary, temporary job in uh, at a radio station in Opelika, Alabama, where I was, you know, running commercials during the uh, Auburn Tigers football games. And I, I could have done that. I, you know, but, uh, is it I, is it safe to say, Rando, uh, that much like uh, you know Troy before he passed, and even like Phobes now, you've just made the decision that you know what, perhaps romance was not in the cards for you. Are you still out there looking for the right lady? I'm not. I'm not looking for anybody mm-hmm. because I I know, and I'm yet to find it, mind you. But I know that that happiness is is within. That happiness, you, you, no sure. one's going to love you until you love yourself. And if you can love yourself, you don't need them. That's what I'm saying. You know, you, what's, you know what I love about you, and I've said this before, is every now and then, like sometimes a lot of the things you say are, uh, bullshit. are, the, are the rantings <laughs> of a madman, right? But every now and then you will find a nugget that is so true. So like poignant that I'm like, fuck, Rando knows some stuff. You know what I mean? I've 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 actually given you credit on this before. You know, uh you you had you had said this about my my now wife back in, in the day. You you mentioned one time, you know, uh, throughout the course of the show, you're like, not that she's high maintenance, it's just that she's constant maintenance. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker nailed it. That's exactly right. So every now and then I've just I feel like you've you've tapped into something with with all the other voices that that say, you know, maybe nutty things to you. You you have managed to amass a little bit of wisdom. And that's kind of what I like about you. I want to move on a little bit to say now you and I have actually not spoken about the course, the Trump administration. Uh, So obviously that was an incredibly tumultuous time. Uh, in our country, we're we're still feeling it, and you know we're in a different version of that tumultuous time now. Give me your thoughts on on Trump as a, as a president, and uh, and just kind of you know how we got to where we are right now as far as discourse in this country. Well, um, I will I will preface this by saying I voted for the guy. Okay, I voted for him. Figured, sure, yeah, um, yeah, because I. Everybody hates Hillary Clinton, even the people who voted for her. Okay, I don't just dis- I don't disagree with that. I I didn't I didn't love that vote for myself, but yeah, uh, I, and, so I hear you. And the thing about it is, is he comes up and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Uh, I knew I'm I'm going to shake things up. Things are really going to change." And and you're also like, "Oh man, there's hope this could happen." And when he gets in office. He's other than being kind of obnoxious and being a prick about everything, he doesn't really change anything. He's like everybody else. Um, like um, on his way out, he could have pardoned Assange, could have pardoned uh, Snowden, didn't pardon some kind of rapper for a traffic ticket or something like that, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he could have done all those things, he could have, he didn't do nothing, he but and. 
I'm one of these people that like, okay, we're going to shake the system up. This guy is going to be great. And, and when he gets to be the guy, you're like, screw that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Because who needs him? Because he's a bum. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't care. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter to us who the president is because the president should be doing the right thing, whatever that thing is. Never but did. nobody ever seems to do that. Fair. And no matter Fair Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. They're all scum. Uh, then the worst people, you got to be damaged in order to just want to be president because it doesn't pay anything. You got to be corrupt in order to just go after the job. Why are you going to go after a $400,000 a year job if you're a billionaire? Why? Because you want to run things your way. And you don't know what, you know, you're, you're evil. You're bad. I've, I've said this before. Uh, I have always said that like uh, a comedian is the right mixture of narcissism and self-loathing. If you take out the self-loathing, I think what you have is a politician Uh, because a a comic has to think that they, what they have to say what they think is so important that people should pay to listen to it, but they also have to hate themselves enough, go up on stage and essentially beg strangers for love and acceptance. Yeah. I think if you take that part of it out, you've got, you've got a a politician. It's just somebody who's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm incredible. Everyone should worship me and love me. I don't disagree with you. Hey, real quick, let's do a, let's do a game of fuck, Mary kill. Are you ready? Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't kill them all. And this is just fictitious FBI, if you're listening. No one's going to hurt anybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Fuck Mary uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Fuck, fuck Kamala Harris. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you you want to marry, uh, you want to marry uh, Hillary Clinton. Do you? Interesting. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because nobody's because nobody's nobody's gonna cross you over because they're dead. Okay, uh, uh, and, and yeah, Pelosi. Bump off Pelosi. Yeah. You know what? I gotta tell you, Tony. I, I sense that you thought he was wrong. I think he might have nailed it because uh, because. Hillary Clinton will go to fucking bat for you. Bill was no good husband, but she she's stuck with him. Political gain. She's stuck as, with him the whole time. Yeah, but we're not as savvy as Bill. I feel like we're about where we could we could push somebody off with a hammer. That's all I'm saying. We could get involved in some hammer play. I just but what's think, your what's your what's your order? Let me hear yours then, Tony. I. I, I I'd probably marry Kamala Harris. I would have to do something about that laugh. That laugh's a little evil. <laughs> okay. It's, um, it's weird. All right. And then I'd probably fuck Hillary because one time I okay. reckon she would take command. And, yeah, kill Pelosi. Uh, and if that. that's the case, like- I'm going to completely change up the order. Brian, how about you? I mean, i got to be honest with you. When I first thought of this, my order was yours, Tony. I'm like, you know, marry Kamala. Uh, fuck Hillary because she seems like she really needs it, uh, and then uh, and then you know bump off Pelosi. When Rando mentioned the other order. It occurred to me like, man, if you're talking about a wife, a wife, 
You want someone that will be like is gonna go to the fucking mattresses for you, and clearly, Hillary is that person. But she, you can't get you can't be you can't be a worse husband than Bill Clinton was, and she's like, "Fuck that! I'm with this guy for life." And I there's something to be said for that. I I, I think Randall might have nailed this. Bill Clinton has been out of office since 2001, early 2001, and there are still people committing suicide. Okay. <laughs> I, it's insane. There's the found just hanging and shot, and it's suicide. How does that happen? But it still happens to this day. It happened like a month ago. I mean, I think you and I are talking about two different things, but still, <laughs> I, uh, I think you might have gotten the order right. All right. Listen, uh, before we get to our big finale, uh, I do want to ask what about the broadcasting career for you? Now, Pygow Pete on the Discord mentioned that there's possibly nobody. And you have had you've had many incarnations of of podcasts and and things like that to listen to, and possibly no one was better at naming these shows. Than you were. Uh, that was that uh, was the fun part. You nailed that. Uh, I mean, what was your favorite show of all the ones you did? What was your favorite show to do? Crazy like a snake. Of that one, yeah, that was my yeah. favorite too. That was a banger. Um, yeah, because uh, of uh, Ace Rockola, right? Uh, good co-host, uh, reliable up until something. mostly up until the end. Good co-host though, bounced off each other, regularly insulted me. That was great. Uh, uh, we still talk on on the Facebook. He's he's a, he's a good guy, uh, and uh, I I I have had a YouTube career too. I don't know if you guys knew this. Oh, I'm I aware. Did, sure, because we, had some <laughs> we know with my hobbies. Yeah, the vinyl, yeah. Um, and you didn't you didn't get into the typewriters, but I uh, I actually thought about, and it could still happen. I don't know about uh, doing a uh, channel about my latest uh, latest interest. That's which yeah, is you know. I'm glad you mentioned. Hold on, don't 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 spoil it yet. Now you you mentioned you know uh, we, you and I actually we talked about on one of your later appearances. We talked about how if this if you had been born in a, in a later generation. Perhaps uh, they might have diagnosed you with uh, with something that we would have called like on the spectrum because you have a lot of very uh, you're very passionate about certain oh. things. Over the years, it's been uh, vinyl. It's been comic books. Hot it's been body. typewriters. Yep. And then now go ahead and I, I, I'll let you say it. What is your current sort of passion, collectible passion? Well, let me preface it by saying this is not hoarding. We call it. <laughs> we call it bulk curating. Okay. okay? Uh, okay. Uh, I, I've developed an interest in very cheap uh, wristwatches. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not spending a lot of money. I've spent fifty bucks mostly, but eh, I got about uh, just under under forty uh, watches. And then okay. uh, various kinds of watches. And, and then, uh, look, there's a tie-in to TAI that you probably, it wouldn't occur to you, but it's, it's brilliant. What is collecting watches called? What is that? I actually don't know the, what the term for that is. It is horology. Horology. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know it. 
yeah, uh, I guess it all it all comes full circle. In, in, you know, this kind of maybe goes back to how I asked you how you fill your days. Is that part of it for you? Do you just see a thing and then you instantly feel like inside of you, like I need more of this in my life, and then that starts to consume you? No, the thing about wristwatches is okay. There's a lot of a lot of coverage on YouTube about it. There's a lot of channels. It's very entertaining. A lot of history, those type of things. Typewriters is not is not happening. Okay, it's yeah. it's, it's uh, imagine the thing about it is, is is that you know typewriters are not being made anymore. Not real typewriters. They'll make the electronic ones or or the uh, this. Uh, free free write thing you know this 400 dollar keyboard that that is that is something that's being made today but watches are everywhere they're being made all the time they're not, you know they're being made constantly in in every country in the world mostly china though but uh it's it's a thing it's an ongoing concern uh it's something that you can you can go to walmart today and buy you a watch which i may or may not have done earlier today yeah now now when you because you actually posted i recommended i recommend people go to the discord because you actually posted a picture of your watch collection now i'm not a watch guy i actually i i actually hate jewelry across the board i i don't like watches i just i don't like you know it bothers me to have them touching me um but you in the morning as you're getting, or, you know, late or afternoon, I guess, because you have a different working hours than most people. When you're getting ready for your day, do you look at your pegboard of watches and think like, what am I feeling today? Or is it strictly just for collectible? No, I wear a watch every day. Uh, I can switch them up and wear different ones. Some of these are very cheap uh, you know, AliExpress watches that are just garbage. Okay, they cost two dollars. Right, mm-hmm. the, they're not the ones that I wear. The ones I wear, it's like the, uh, this Invicta I'm wearing right now, a wrist check, an Invicta uh, Pro Diver. Um, they cost me about fifty bucks. But uh, all right, here's the thing: it's an automatic watch. Okay, it's not. It doesn't have a battery. You don't. You don't want. You can wind it as a backup, but you have to wear it to keep it going. You have to keep your wrist moving to keep it going. That's why I have to watch porn. I have to watch porn as my responsibility. (laughs) I got to wear it every day, keep it moving, or it goes dead. That's that's what this is all about. I'm doing this out of out of my responsibility to to this one automatic watch. Tony, Tony coming through with the with the comedic timing on that one. That was solid. I couldn't even get there. I would have gotten there eventually, but you were there. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tony. I mean, I'm just saying, like, we have these things like Apple Watches and Garmin have versions. Oh, and, oh stop oh, it. No, no, no. no, oh, no. But if you're going to talk about that hobby, why not, like, work towards an exercise goal? That wrist action still counts as steps if you're using a smartwatch. Just saying. I, I, Anyone who's seen the photo will notice that I don't have any digital watches. I don't have an Apple Watch. I, I might an Apple Watch. One of these things. It basically it, it connects to what your phone. It's an extension of your phone. Uh, it's kind of like the George Carlin place for my stuff bit, where you got your stuff and then you got you go offshore and you got your stuff there and you, you know you you. It's a chain of things that connect to the internet that we don't need more internet. We need less internet. 
or at least that's mm. my my belief. Well, if of that's truly it, the case, wouldn't you really have enjoyed your time at Whataburger where they forced to take your phone away and force no. you to be off the internet? Don't. No. Tony, you're going down a weird rabbit hole, and I'm going to stop you right there. Listen, last thing before we go, because we've already gotten over time, but we all knew that that was going to happen on this particular right. episode. Let's wrap it up as we always do, Rando. Talk to me about what's going on in the world of, uh, of, of big boobs. Okay, well, let me circle back to this one thing first. And I know you're not a conspiracy guy. And Tony, I don't know if you are or not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doubting it. But okay. All right. You Did you ever watch uh, wrestling as a young child? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you, even you know, as a teenager. Okay, you know the wrestler Kamala, the oh, Ugandan I warrior. I, I don't, I don't know that no, one. No. He was a he, he was a big black man in the WWF, and he at, at one time he had the face paint, and I believe he wore a bone through his nose at one point in a, in a Boy. less less kind time. Okay, this guy Kamala died about almost three years ago, and Kamala. Okay, wasn't his real name, but okay, his, his name was James Harris. He oh was boy, James Kamala Harris. Yeah, and he died on August tenth, twenty twenty. When did Joe Biden announce his running mate? Twenty. August eleventh, twenty twenty. Oh man. Are you saying that she is a, a a wrestler from the 80s? No, I'm saying that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Maybe his that. death was timed. Oh, yeah. I, I or the or the announcement was timed. I don't know because it's too big of a coincidence and we know there's no such thing as coincidence. It's, it's impossible. It's I'm 9/11. I know about 9/11. There's no coincidence. It's yeah. literally impossible. There wasn't <laughs> okay. a coincidence with 9-11. There was just a bunch of shh. terrorists. That Tony, Tony, Tony. Shh, 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 shh. Stop, Tony. Please, please. We got we to gotta wrap this up. <laughs> we've, all, we've, all, we've all controlled RC cars and planes before we know. Exactly. I'm, I'm with Rando on this one. Let's talk about okay. tits and call it a night. What, me, what, what do I need to know about? I got to be honest with you, Rando. I have not gotten that. Uh, my My tastes have not evolved much over the last 10 years uh, I, I i i maybe it's just my age or something but i'm i'm not as involved in porn as i once was and when i do i find myself falling back to old standards that i know will get the job done so i am curious for you to tell me what have i been missing out on in the world of big boob porn see that's why i have my patented top five list Oh, and which is, Hold on, let me get my pen. I'm gonna because all this is gonna be part of my my day tomorrow. Go for it. You know, I'm famous for my top five list, which I've always done. <laughs> all right, yeah. And of course, there's about eight names on the list. Um, right, for um, for the there's a couple of classics which I'll go back to the classics. But these these women are still working in the industry and still making fresh content in their twilight years, keeping the troops entertained. Um, okay, Maggie Green. Eggie Green, okay. okay. Nata- Natasha Nice. I'm familiar with Natasha Nice. I've seen her work. Okay. She's, just, seen her work. she's doing the best work of her career right now. 
at her, at her advanced age. How old could uh, she be? She doesn't seem that old, but maybe I'm looking at old stuff. Maybe I've seen what, what you've got to remember, Brian, is porn years are different to regular years. They kind of like years. dog years. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. You get, you get old pretty fast. <laughs> look what happened to look what happened to Brandy Taylor. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that listen, listen. That's uh, that's a special place in my heart. And you're right, boy. Did that end badly? But okay, go ahead, please. Okay. Continue. You know that Brandy Taylor has a full grown daughter who is doing an OnlyFans thing. She's not attractive. I'm sorry to hear that. That's a that's a uh, okay. All right. Uh, in no okay. These these names are in no specific order until the last name, which is the okay. number one. Okay. These next uh, few. Okay. Okay. These next few. Okay. Uh, Cody Vore. I'm familiar with her work. I'm okay. actually a fan. Okay. She's a, she, she does gr- this great is, work. This is part of that Venn diagram where you and I agree. Uh, Annabelle Red. I am also. I also know who that is. Sure. Yeah. yeah the early videos with the braces. I. I don't know what to tell you. I. It's wrong. Like you like braces or no braces. I, the early videos, I think, were were more were better. I think she she lost something when the braces came. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you like uh, do you like a little brown sugar in your in your uh, coffee there? Uh, Barbie Crystal. Mm, and that one I'm not familiar with. I have to be look, look her up. I I think you'll you'll like it. You'll like it. Okay. No okay. end. Okay. okay. Um, Jenny Noble. Don't know that one either. These are some cuts. She she did some Scoreland work. She's, yeah, okay. uh, The last of the of the normal ones. Okay, the runner ups here. Gabriella Lopez. Gabriella Lopez. Okay. Okay, you're gonna like her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I don't know that one. Okay, and number one, the only one, the greatest performer in modern cinema. Uh, in modern i like how you say she's the greatest performer in modern cinema because it includes both like both the the pornographic arts and film in general Uh, so it's probably not going to be meryl street but i'm interested to hear where you go hollywood hollywood is dead okay uh okay the only performer that matters is (laughs) is uh crystal chase Oh, I, I don't even know that name. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. She's the single greatest performer in the history of all cinema, and I don't know I, who it is. I think if we agree on any level, I think this will, will make your week. Okay. Crystal Chase. Okay. I guess I'll have to check that yeah. out. I, make- I know Brian wants to wrap this up, Rando, but I, I do have a question about porn. The porn landscape has changed. Have you got involved with OnlyFans or personal porn accounts? Mm. No, but I tell you, I tell you what, here's an interesting thing. I worked with a girl at a fast food place years ago. And, um, and I was attracted to her. She was all right. Uh, but she left. She left the job. And then somebody said, hear about, uh, hear about this girl. She's got an OnlyFans. And I'm like, you don't say so I get the credit card out. I sign up for one month, and I download everything off the off the OnlyFans, and still have it to this day. It's still enjoyable. Um, and uh, after one month, she gave up the business and uh, completely left. But she's still uh, 
She's still a friend of mine on a uh, social media site and is none the wiser. Well, Rando, have you ever thought about this for collecting? And I'm not saying all porn, but you're going to have these OnlyFans that dip in and out for a month and then you're never going to find their stuff again. Have you ever thought about getting together a digital collection? Because you're probably the only guy that has that material left um, in, no in like a full catalogue. Someone once told me that I was a collector. Who could that have been? Um, That's all you are. It's just you're just a good old fashioned collector of uh, of vintage goods. Uh, you know, you know what is funny. You, I think you're right. Um, and, and and you ever read Playboy magazine? Of course. That's sure. I've, I've seen a Playboy it. magazine back you in don't the look day. At the okay. you read the articles. I, I'm not kidding. The greatest, the, when there was no internet, in the years before the internet, we had Playboy, and it was a general purpose magazine that had everything. It had like, <laughs> it, seriously. Us through what Playboy was. Okay. Seriously. At the height of Playboy, when it had a three million copy a month circulation, you got an interview with, uh, uh, I don't know, Yakov Smirnoff. You got, uh, you got uh, fiction from Gore Vidal. You got uh, movie reviews, album reviews, and you got tits. And it, it was 300 pages, and it was, it, in 1985, this was the internet. This was great. And so years ago, when things were cheaper and, and eBay more reasonable, I, I, I started to buy full years of Playboy because they were 12 bucks a year. So I bought any issue of Playboy other than the specials, any issue of Playboy published between 1961 and 2001, I have I have physical copies of, of all 40 years of Playboy. Still, you still possess those, is what you're telling me. Well, they're in a storage unit, but I still have. Oh, my my storage unit is full of memories. You imagine now, listen, I, I obviously hope that you live a long and fruitful life, but God forbid something happens to you and you end up on that storage wars show. Can you imagine, Tony, what it would be like to bust into Rando's storage unit and it's nothing but vintage Playboys and fucking typewriters and weird vinyl recordings from the people that you've never heard of before and wristwatches that are under $40. Like, we're talking about a real treasure trove. It's, it gears towards a very specific kind of storage buyer. I, I'm guessing that they would love it because those vintage Playboys, they have gone up in price. Typewriters, mm, I don't mm-hmm, think so. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't kept tabs on the typewriter market. Got to be honest. They really, they really haven't. Uh, well, other than something very exotic, yeah. Uh, you know, they're and, not and, worth and anything. And then you've got typewriter influencers like Tom Hanks, and he's just blowing out the models that he wants to blow up to make uh, money. Uh, you don't get me started on that guy. He's half reptile. Rando he's, knows what I'm talking yeah, about. I, I, listen, he has listen. ruined the industry. He's ruined. He it is time to shut this down because it only goes deeper down the rabbit hole. Oh, Rando, no, you've... Can I just ask about Go. one thing? Because Rando mentioned it early in the episode, but I, I want to... Because landscape's changed, technology has changed. Now, do you think your unique style of writing could be replicated with AI these days, with chat hmm. GPT? Interesting. 
Um, I feel like we're we'll close, but yeah. I have thought about that, and no, um, oh, I, I I don't think so because you know I've sold only a few books. Uh, I've made a maximum of about twelve dollars in my biggest year. Right? Okay, a couple of years ago. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I, I figured it was somebody. Um, thank you. And, and but I, I don't write in a way that makes sense to anyone but myself. I I can instantly recognize, you know, anyone can instantly recognize something that I've written because of the way I I, I write things. I, I think I put my mark on it. I don't think an AI could could get in into my brain and and replicate any of this stuff because if it does there's something wrong with the ai i uh, actually see that's why i disagree with what you're saying right now with you Brian. i feel like ai i feel like ai the way that ai gets things wrong the exact again talking about venn diagrams is the exact venn diagram of rando's uh uh point of view as an author like, I feel like it would be, you know, like you would just hit the high points. It would be random stuff and then big titted girls and then you know, monkeys. And then mm -hmm. like, it, like it would just it would just hit this weird thing and it wouldn't make any sense. But it would actually kind of nail the rando ethos. Well, I wish uh, it would. I wish I could get one to do that. And then I wouldn't have to write anything else. I wouldn't have to get stressed out about it. It's a fair point. All right, listen. I think I think we've done it, Tony. Oh, you're you're good, right? For the love yes. of Christ. Okay. Uh, so listen, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, Rando. You you in the most perfect way possible. You never disappoint the TAI crowd. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, that Kenny mentioned when he was on here was finding your tribe. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I think that that's so interesting and true. And one thing I've learned over the years is like. Even when we would do Tycons and stuff like that, and we would all meet each other, and, and then sometimes I'd be like, this guy's a fucking maniac, right? But at the same time, like, we would share a certain sense of humor, a certain sensibility, and I'm like, well, this is it. This is my weird tribe, and Rando, for the love, for, for better or for worse, you have found your tribe amongst TII listeners, so thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, I encourage all of you guys to listen to us next week. Tony, you and I will be chatting solo. Uh, we're going to talk a little stand-up. I will share some more embarrassing moments. We will go down the, uh, we'll, we'll do a little Tycon reminiscing, uh, and then you get to have one topic. So just think about it for the next seven days. It's up to I you. I will do. Uh, well, six and, days. Uh, and, and yes, actually less. Yeah. Cause yeah, we'll do it yeah. back on, we'll get back on Tuesday. All right. Uh, but I think that's it. Tony parting words. Oh, I've got nothing, nothing that the man across from us virtually can sum up anyway. We need, yeah, you're correct. We need to just let Rando, Rando, please, by all means, have the have the parting words on the show. Well, my, I don't have anything prepared, but uh, uh, a huge boobs uh, to all. Huge boobs to all. I think that should be the new Merry Christmas. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you in a week. Thanks. Goodbye. Huge boobs to you all.